right, let's get it in order here now. <laughs> Howdy. We'll get them herded up here like cats here in a minute. So, Praise the Lord, y'all. It's Wednesday and midweek service. and Got another new series starting tonight, so looking forward to seeing what that's going to do. So we'll, uh, we'll get ready to pray about things and... Uh, pretty good turnout tonight for the midweek service. Uh, Brother Ronnie will be coming along here later on, so they talked me into coming up here and trying to entertain you for a few minutes. So, you know, we'll do some Rodney jokes or something here in a minute. So, <laughs> Good thing you can whistle, brother. All right, so. Who's got a request for prayer for somebody? Lots of needs, I know, to be praying about. We want to remember Sister Mary. She wasn't here last week, so uh, on Sunday, so let's remember her and anybody else with a need. Okay, I saw two at the same time. Go ahead, sis. dad used to have that very issue and they, it was Meniere's with him you know so it was that kind of that inner ear thing that was going on with him but he had stuff like that happen to him all right Tim so we'll yeah yeah that dander's you know pretty serious I remember when he used when he was little he'd uh, get around the preacher and man it didn't take no time at all and he'd he just swell up with that asthma. So it's been a long time since we've seen any trouble out of him. But anyway, so. right. yeah, their whole house, because Mike got over the flu, so you know. I think everybody's had a turn at something at their house, so let's remember them. Yeah, let's remember that need. 
anybody else with a need over the house. Remember those that may still be on the way. Uh, I remember seeing this morning on the news up here in Springfield, they had a, um, a cop-involved shooting, and, you know, so all of us is coming right to our own neighborhoods in our backyard, you know. You didn't think it was possible, but it is, you know. So let's pray for the country that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and, you know, the mudslinging's about ready to get started. This is the, every four years, this is my most unfavorite time of the year when all the campaign and the mudslinging starts. And so let's, let's pray that God gets the one that he wants in, you know. Let's, let's pray his heart instead of ours. You know, there's a lot of people that got a lot of ideas and, you know, their own mindset. And, you know, I think that like our lessons have been telling us, you know, don't, you know, sometimes we don't need to pray for what we want. Why don't we pray for what God wants us, you know, to have, you know, and then you'll find out it'll probably go a whole lot easier on you once you kind of get that. Somebody's coming in there too, by the way. So, all righty. Unspoken request, God knows the needs there. So let's all stand. We'll go before the Lord in prayer and bring this service ready to go. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have. Lord, we're so grateful for our midweek service, Lord, and the starting of another new series. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts, minds, and understanding, Lord, to prepare ourselves for what you want us to hear. Lord, we ask you to remember every need listed here those and the hands that went up lord for the unspoken that god that you would see to those needs that you would touch them and move upon them lord and we ask you to move upon every need that is given here tonight and we thank you praise you in advance for what you're going to do lord and everything we give you praise honor and glory and with that you're up
Yes, we do. Amen.
still a good tune anyway, so <laughs> we're going to sing it, <laughs> but uh, we're going to give an opportunity for somebody to testify if God's been good to you this week or something's happened or just uh, anything at all. If you got something you need to say for the Lord or you just want to say, I love you, Jesus, thank you for the week I'm having, and so you can do that. So who wants to go first after me? <laughs> go ahead, brother. Yeah. 
side. Testimony of something you'd like to say to the Lord. Everybody gets the idea, you know, about weapons, of, uh, like she's talking about. But the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but you know, they're spiritual. You know, to the bringing down of strongholds. It battles most of the time are in the mind. You know, so you've got a weak mind and you don't know how to stand against these things. You know, that's how the devil works. 
you know, the Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking that which he may destroy, and he paralyzes with that loud noise and that, you know, where he confuses you and doesn't, you know, you don't know what to do because that's what he does. But you know, we know just to, you know, call upon the Lord, as she said, and use the strength that he gives us, and you can put him right in his place. Jesus just said, it's written. And the devil has more power than any one of all of us stacked up, you know, and he Jesus just said, it's written, get behind me. And then he had to go. He couldn't take it anymore, you know. So, he, you know, we can do these things. He said, greater things than these will you do in my name. So we know we've got the power. We've got what we need. We've got the, the fight in hand if we'll just turn it over to him. Who else has got a testimony? Yes, sis.
Oftentimes we want people to pray for the ones that are in trouble and they need the prayer. But I think oftentimes we overlook the ones that, you know, that are doing the praying, that we need prayer as well. You know, that we see the things and the trials that they're going through and, you know, that sometimes the prayers need more prayer than, than the ones, than the prayees. You know what I'm talking about? It, it, it may sound convoluted, but... It's like, you know, they're in a battle just as much as the ones that are affected. You know, sometimes people think it can't be any worse than the ones that are in the prison. But think about the ones that are on the other side. You know, the, I think we made mention of it just in our lesson and, and uh, our sermon that, oh, I'm not hurting anybody. You know, it's just me. You know, they don't realize that many times there'll be those in the trenches that are doing the, the praying and the doing all that and, it takes a toll on us. But, you know, the Bible does say he's never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread, that he's going to help us to get through it, No, you know, and leave it to him. You know, he'll find a way where there seems to be no way. And even if it doesn't turn out like we want it to, God's got it, you know. So we have to pray his will many times and not what we would think and the way that we would like it. We don't understand it, but... That old song we used to sing, we'll understand it better by and by. Who else? Anybody or have a another testimony or not? And if there are no more, we'll turn this around here and we'll get ready to take an offering. So let's get ready to do that. And we'll we'll take that. This is our Wednesday night offering and it goes to the Deacon Center. There we go. So get your Hearts in your wallets, right? And then we'll get this <laughs> underway. You got to pray before you get that. Lord, <laughs> yeah, help me as well. Remember what we talked about the prayer and the praying? So, <sighs> Lord, we're thankful for this opportunity that we have to come and to pray and to worship and to give. And we ask you, God, to bless this offering, Lord, that it would do what you would have it to do, Lord, that it would touch where you have it. We have no idea, Lord, what you have in mind, but Lord, help us to get our hearts right, to give right, and to do what you would have us to do, Lord, that it may do the work secretly, Lord, that that you, you always do openly. And we thank you, Lord, for in advance for what you're going to do. <clears throat> Jesus for the name. 
Jesus lifted me one more time. Wherever I am, I'll praise Him whenever I can. I'll praise Him for His love. Surrounds me like the sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus. Lifted me. Amen. There's the handouts. Testing one, two, one, two. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give him a hand clap. Um, that might be over there. It's a whole different lesson. Well, you can see who's trying to get on the pastor's good side. We've got two shirts just like mine tonight. So... <laughs> See, they they don't have to worry about getting preached on. Everybody else look out. <laughs> I figure we either the three musketeers or the three stooges. I don't know which. No, <laughs> uh, oh, that's a way old one. We finished up um, our series last week about the battle for the mind, uh, and um, we're going to be um, doing some studies in the book of Ephesians, and uh, the book of Ephesians is a book that I recommend uh, when somebody comes to the Lord and especially they just starting out, um, uh, I recommend, uh, the, uh, of course, the book of Acts uh, to read and study, and then uh, the book of Ephesians, because the book of Ephesians is what I call the mirror of the church. 
when we look into Paul's writing to the church of Ephesus, uh, we can see a, a mirror of what uh, God expects from us uh, as the church and the blessings that we get from being uh, being in the church. And um, I have done uh, preaching and teaching from uh, this before, but I just really felt impressed uh, to get get in there and uh, we'll just see where God takes us to and leads us. Uh, now next Wednesday night will be the first Wednesday night and that will be our prayer night. So we will be um, in prayer uh, next Wednesday night. I want to welcome those that's watching by means of a live stream uh, and uh, um, we just welcome you and I hope that you got your Bibles handy um, and maybe piece of paper for note taking. Um, everybody here has got the handout as I do, uh, continue to do or what I've gotten in the habit of doing is doing my own little uh, uh, commentary uh, of, um, about this and uh, we're going to begin reading uh, in Ephesians, the first chapter, and I'm going to read the first 12 verses for you that are at home. Be turning there, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. And uh, for everybody that's here, I've got it printed out in your handout. And let's just go ahead and read this, and we'll get started in our lesson tonight. And this is what it reads like. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According uh, as he hath, excuse me, chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the children uh, of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, um, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he may gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, 
who first trusted in Christ. Now, to say that's a mouthful is an understatement. There is so much in those verses of Scripture right there um, that we can draw from uh, and glean. But uh, look at the introduction here. Paul wrote the letter to the Ephesians sometime in A.D. 60 or 61. And if you know that Jesus being crucified and uh, went back to heaven in 33 A.D., uh, this was written some 30 years after his ascension. Uh, and it was written around the same time that Paul wrote the letter to the Colossians and also Philemon as he sent all three letters by the hand of uh, Tychicus, accompanied by Onesimus. And I've got the scriptures that, that verify all this. You can look them up and, uh, and read them if you like a little later on your own. I will not take the time to do that. <laughs> it just lets you know where I get that information. It was during... Uh, this time that Paul sat in Rome undergoing his first Roman imprisonment, making Ephesians one of the four commonly known as the prison epistles. The others are Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Um, so understand, these short books right here, Paul wrote while he was in jail. Amen. Uh, and uh, that's when he had the time to, uh, to do right. And while he was there, locked up and couldn't do no travels and couldn't uh, at, at that particular time, that's when he wrote these, these letters. Paul begins his epistle, this one here, by giving what I call the five extensions of grace. Uh, and for those of you watching online, if you're taking notes online, um, uh, you could jot down there the five extensions of grace, which has been imparted to the church, which make his body the most unique formation of all time. Uh, there is a common uh, mis representation, I guess maybe the word I want to say here, uh, that people are using more and more, and they use it because they want to try, evidently to kind of gain some kind of independence and freedom on their own. When you talk about the need to gather together in assembly in the name of the Lord, some of the first things that they'll try to use and throw up say, well, uh, uh, I am the church. But you've got to be careful and what listen to the statement I'm fixing to make, and I can back this up by the word, you alone are not the church. The church is a collective group of called out ones. That's what the name church means, the ecclesia. And I cannot separate myself and 
say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do praying and I'm going to be Bible studying and do everything right here in the den of my house and whatever and I'm going to be fine. You're out of the will of God. You're out of the will of God. It's a sin not to assemble yourself together. That scripture, matter of fact, Brother Paul, he said, forsake not the assembling yourself together. As a matter of some is, Paul had to deal with people like that back in his time. He had to deal with people that wanted to run around and be an island to themselves. Amen. And you know what uh, he said? As a, but said, even so much the more as you see the day approaching. I don't guess we can look around and see that the day of Jesus is approaching. I don't think I've seen nothing in the last 20 years to make me, leave, make me believe that he's fixing to come back soon. Uh, I guess I'd have a Biden moment there and say, duh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I hope I don't get in trouble. I hope I don't get in All right. <laughs> but the very next verse, after it's in the same context, where it says, forsake not the assembling yourself together, the very next verse says, for if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. It's in the same context, same chapter. Amen. So that lets me know that if I refuse to send myself together and have fellowship with the body of Christ to worship together, yes, we worship on our own. We, we, uh, we pray on our own. But the corporate thing is just as important. We receive strength from one another. I got strength tonight by just listening to testimonies. Sister Susie's testimony, man, was very powerful. Amen. And see, other people need to know and hear how God is moving. Maybe, you know, say, well, you know, it ain't, it ain't come to full, but it, it's come a long way from what it used to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I guarantee you the, the strides that, um, uh, that he has made has got the devil scared. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So when, if we refuse to come together as one, uh, that, that's a willful wrong. It's a willful wrong. Uh, and, uh, but so it's important. And if you'll notice, as I read through the scriptures there, there's several things there in there that said he has blessed us, chosen us, uh, predestinated us. He's referring to the corporate body, the body of Christ, the whole church. I cannot cl just claim it for me and myself alone. And uh, we're going to break this down. And the, there are five things that, that I've got highlighted in your scripture there that I call the five extensions of grace because these five things is something that we as a church have received that we didn't do any, any, anything about it. I mean, um, it wasn't because of anything we have done. It's, it, it was all because of him. All these things, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get to, get to two of them tonight, and we will finish up the rest when we get back into it. 
But he begins the epistle by giving these five extensions of grace, which has been imparted to the church, which make his body the most unique formation of all time. So we're going we're gonna to break this down. And the first thing he said that, uh, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. He's blessed us. I didn't do nothing to win that blessing. It wasn't about me. It was all about him. It's by his grace. It's an extension. His grace, um, you know, is what's, what's theologians say the definition is unmerited favor of God. Amen. And so I did not do anything for his blessing. He gave it to me because he loved me. He gave it to you because he loved you. Now, let's get, in, get into this. In reference to the spiritual blessings, the phrase hath blessed describes it as past tense. Please always understand that. The blessing of God, he has blessed us Half blessed. It's past tense. Amen. Paul is describing what is already ours. Amen. He's talking about something that is already ours, not something that we're sitting back waiting to receive somewhere in the future. These are not blessings to be sought after, but rather blessings to be discovered applied, and enjoyed. Folks, there's some things you don't have to ask God for. Amen. There's some things God has already given you because you are in the body of Christ. When you repent of your sins and are baptized for the remission of those sins, amen, you're included in this. You're included in this. Amen. It's already ours. These are not blessings that we need to seek after. Christ has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. In the original Greek language, if you want to go back and look at the original writing, uh, that Paul wrote in, which he wrote this in Greek, in the Greek language, it means that there was a point in the past when all these blessings were obtained and given to us. Amen. There was a point in the past, and we were going to find out about this as, as we move on. But before I do move on, let me say this. I'm not, not to be critical of folks in early days, but when Pentecost was in its infancy, you know, it started uh, in 1901 when a lady by the name of Agnes Ogman was the first lady person in 2,000 years to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues in Topeka, Kansas. 
We got her name. It was it was in a Bible school, and people began to pray and seek God. They seen in the Bible where about this gift, and it's something that that wasn't uh, uh, being poured out like it used to be. And they began to seek God, and this lady received that. And it took a few years for the church to get back on course because because of the Roman Catholic Church who threw everything in darkness for all of those years uh, and brought about all the false doctrine and teaching. We know that before the year 325 A.D., uh, everybody who was baptized was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But when Constantine and his uh, Catholic buddies came together in the Council of Nicaea, and this is this is history. I got history books in my office. I can show anybody uh, to know this. This is true. They changed the baptismal formula from uh, uh, Jesus Christ to the Trinitarian formula: Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It, you know. Uh, and so, you know, it wasn't but a few years after the Holy Ghost was poured out. A little bit later on, the, the, the oneness message was revealed. And as we grew on more and more, um, and so the early uh, Pentecostal movement in this country, they was walking in the, in the light as God was showing them the light. Amen. And that's important. That's why... We shouldn't try to judge or condemn nobody who don't believe everything just like we do because if they're honest and sincere, God's going to lead them on. Hallelujah. He's going to lead them on to more truth. We start out as a babe in Christ. We become a child in Christ. We become a teenager in Christ. We become a young adult. We keep growing till we get to maturity. Amen. And I know some some people, you know, they like to jump on that word perfect and try to make people think, well, if you ain't completely perfect and you don't live a sinless life, you know, you ain't going to make it. The Bible don't teach that. The word perfect in the Bible means maturity. Amen. We grow to maturity. We, uh, and I, I can't get deep in it because that's going to leave me off different, on a different place. What I'm, I've said what I've said here to try to get this point. I told you the bless, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. It's a done deal. It's a, and a lot of those, the older saints of bygone days, they really got into that tarrying thing. And when I got into Pentecost in the um, uh, early 70s, uh, they uh, they still was talking about it. Every, every once in a while we'll have a tearing service. We need, uh, need to, uh, to tarry for the Holy Ghost. But Jesus told the church and his disciples, he said, you go and you stay in Jerusalem and you tarry there till you be endued with power from on high. That power came on the 50th day after after the Passover, that's what the word Pentecost means, 50th. Amen. The Holy Ghost came. What does that mean? What are you telling me, brother? Say, I'm telling you that once it come, you don't have to tarry for it no more. All you got to do is receive it. Follow what the book says to receive it. 
give him praise. You don't have to beg and tarry and all that stuff. Just It's there. You've been blessed with it. It's a done deal. Hallelujah. When Jesus poured out the Holy Ghost on the early church, he never left. He never pulled it back out of the church. If you're in the church, you're in the place where the Spirit is. Hallelujah. Amen. That's, that's so important. <coughs> so important. Let, let, let me move on. Um, Apostle Peter in his second epistle, uh, Second Peter, he said it like this. According as his divine power, there's that word hath again, hath given unto us. There's the word us. The body of Christ. The bride of Christ. All things, and you've heard me use this scripture in some sermons very very recently, that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Mm. <laughs> oh man, there's so much in that right there. That uh, Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. He's already, and I told you here recently, we don't have to ask God to give me, uh, give me this so I can overcome that. Or give me. The Bible says, and if we believe what the Bible says, and if we believe what Peter said in Acts 2.38, we need to believe what he says here in 2 Peter 1 and 3, that he hath given unto us all things. He, we've already got everything we need to make it through this life and to live according to the plan of God. You've got it. It's in your possession. It's yours. All you got to do is apply it. Amen. Realize who you are in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You're a child of the King. Glory to the name of God. You're a child of the King. Walk like a child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I sit right here and I'm looking out on you folks here tonight, you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing princes and princesses. Hallelujah. Every man is a prince in the kingdom of God. Every lady is a princess in the kingdom of God because we're the king's kids. Hey, Kalamosoya, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why when the devil tried to come and throw some kind of illness on me, like the high blood pressure and all this other kind of stuff or whatever, I said, devil, you ain't got no right to touch me. I'm a king. I'm a prince in the kingdom of God. I'm going to claim who I am, and I'm, that's not no pride in me. That's realizing who I am in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The devil don't have no right putting his hands on you. Now, I ain't going to say he ain't going to try it, but boy, I'm going to tell you what, if he tries to come up and put his hands on you, you you, you, uh, you put him in a half Nelson and do the pile driver on him and do the three count on him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Hook Hogan ain't got nothing on the Holy Ghost filled man and woman of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's, let's go to the back page there. Continue. Apostle Paul mentioned in the first two chapters of his letter some of the spiritual blessings that we have been given. And um, we're still talking about where he has blessed us. And so I, I want you to see some of these blessings that we already got. It's a done deal because that you are in the church. You're in the body of Christ. We have been adopted as God's children. Now, I ain't going to turn to all these scriptures. You can, you can do this in your own uh, Bible study, uh, but you probably know some of these scriptures anyway. Do you realize that it's a blessing to be adopted to God? When you think about a child that that's, that's, has no family that's stuck out here in, in, in an orphan's home somewhere, and some uh, somebody comes to that child and, and builds a relationship, and they decide, I'm, I'm going to adopt this child, I'm going to give them my name, and I'm going to take them home with me, and they got all the rights. Oh, hallelujah. That's what we had, folks. Amen. Jesus came a-looking for us. And he found, he found out that there we were like spiritual orphans. And he says, I'm, I'm going to pick this one right. I'm going to bless this one right here. I'm going I'm, I'm to adopt Tina right there. And I'm going to give her my name. I'm taking her home with me. And she's got all legal rights and authority as anybody in my house. Hallelujah. And matter of fact, do you, do you know what the law states, the law of the land? Do you, know, do you know an adopted child has more legal protection than your natural born child? Huh? That's right. Amen. It's, 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 and we have been blessed because we've been adopted by God. Woo, my Lord, hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to his name. So that's one of the blessings when he said he hath blessed us. Then we have redemption through, the, through Jesus' blood and forgiveness of our sins. What a blessing. Don't matter, don't matter what the sin was. What we've done, where we've been, hallelujah. Amen. We were blessed because we, when we repented and we was baptized in his name for the remission of those sins, the forgiveness of those sins. And there's a scripture in Ephesians 1 and 7. He goes out. All these blessings are explained throughout the book uh, of Ephesians. Another one, we have obtained an inheritance. <laughs> Man, that's a blessing of God. We got an inheritance. Now, I didn't get no inheritance from my earthly uh, father. There was no inheritance there, uh, monetary-wise. Uh, but I've got an inheritance in heaven. I'm an heir of God. And not only am I... If, if Jesus Christ 
what, how much power and glory do you think he has uh, uh, as being uh, uh, the Son of God? Huh? Well, Paul said that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. <laughs> I'm going to run before this service is over tonight. Hallelujah. I'm a joint heir with Christ. Hallelujah. My Lord, everything that he received, I've got part of it. See, what I'm telling you tonight is we need to learn who we are in Christ. Amen. I've got, oh Lord. Mm. Time is running out on but man, I'm feeling good in this tonight. Hallelujah. We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1.13. He said, we are sealed until the day of redemption. Glory to the name of God. That seal is a protection. It's a protection. Glory to his name. Let me move on. Have <coughs> um, been given the same power that raised Christ from the dead. You already got it. Do you know if you have the Spirit of Christ in you, you got the same power in you that raised Jesus from the dead after being dead three days? You got it. And we sung, sung the song tonight. Man, that was, that was a, a God thing right there. Amen. You got the same power. That's why that you have a situation, and I, the first thing come to mind, Sister Tina, that day she walked in that that hospital room uh, of a mother that was uh, everybody else thought was going out of here. So I think some of the families that was already beginning to talk on uh, getting arrangements made or something. Am I right? She wouldn't accept it. She walked in and began to speak life and call life. How could she do that? Because the same resurrection power that took Jesus out of the grave walked in that hospital room with her and there said, Sister Wanda, tonight. Woo. Hallelujah. If I jump up from here, brother, and start running, go back there and open them doors because I'll go through them. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We have been made one new man. Hallelujah. We have been made fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Ephesians chapter 2 and 19. We become a holy temple in the Lord and a habitation of God. A habitation of God. And what I've got wrote down here is not all the blessings that he's blessed us with. That's, that don't hardly scratch the surface. Now, I was hoping to get two of them done tonight, but I'm, I'm not going to be able to. It's already after, after the hour, but man, I'm going to take, I hope and pray that you've got a boost in your, you've got a booster shot tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The booster shot I got's a whole lot better than that COVID booster shot. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. We'll, I told you, this, this is going to be good. Amen. It's already good. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah. Again, next Wednesday night, we will be, be our prayer night, and we will be in, uh, in prayer. And I uh, hope to see everybody uh, this coming Lord's Day. And let's bow our heads and thank the Lord for this service. Father, we come tonight, we thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you've blessed us with. These are blessings we didn't deserve. We, hadn't, we couldn't live good enough to receive them. But you gave them to us, Lord, by your grace. And it just moves my heart. And it blesses my soul. And I pray that every one of your children would get a hold of that same knowledge and feeling of who we are in Christ. Keep everybody safe as we get on the road and head home tonight. And we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.